And welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot? Uh, off-season edition. Uh, I, I, I mean, we we have news. Not so much about is our team. It, is, that what it takes, is that what it takes to get all four of us on the same pod? Is it the off-season? Yeah, it has to be the off-season, you know, and like, and like negative least, five outside. The least amount of news we could possibly have to do a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, we can do a tight seventy-five. I'm confident, guys. We have a new home jersey. (laughs) You shall not talk about the home jersey. (laughs) So, if you haven't figured Uh, out by by the voices, no, 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 let's talk about the home jersey. Quick poll. No, who here thinks? I mean, who here thinks it was a sincere? They thought people would be excited about it. I I know exactly. I know exactly why we have it, and I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> um, I think it was a sincere attempt at um, at getting us another away jersey. That's that's my that's my take on it. The post, I was mostly just talking about the post, and my take on it is that I can imagine being there and being so excited about it, and thinking everyone else is going to be so excited about it as well. So I think I think they were really hyped and were not trolling. Oh uh, no, I, I definitely think we should have had more player news by now, and we don't. And they're trying to find content. Totally agree. <laughs> hey, Luke, were you trying to introduce some people? Well, I mean, I guess. Uh, I mean, you introduced me. I'm Luke, but uh, we we got Ryan here. Uh, a long he, time, Ryan the big. Hi, Ryan the Big. Hey, how are uh, you? How's your offseason going? Um, fairly well. I don't know. How was that sandwich, Luke? It was delicious. It was a delicious yeah. sandwich. Love it. Uh, I, I got, uh, well, Riley Two Pods over there. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Oh, <laughs> Riley Two Pods. Uh, <laughs> hi. <laughs> And cross promotional opportunities here. Nope. Hey, I, I, I mean, uh, what, what have you been doing in the off season, Riley? Um, you know, it's been weird. It's been, a, it's been a weird off season, but I've just been working my working with Ben and trying to get through, uh, through the off season. I'm going to the U S men's national team game in a couple of weeks. That's going to be cool, but yeah, not a whole heck of a lot, I guess. No, no, no. The word you're looking for is cold. It's going to be very cold. It is going to be cold, but it's going to be worth it. It's going to be so worth it. Minnesota in February. Yeah. Uh, who thought Riley, that, that would be like? Idea. That would be like going to Croatia in April. Just a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> Deep cuts. Uh, and uh, last and probably least, Ben Jamin. Bike master extraordinaire. I think I have been the least contributor in the off season by by a good margin. I think this is the first one I, I've I done mean, since we won a championship. That's all well, right. you you got those uh those studs on your tires. I do. It's great. You've been biking around in the snow. Oh, I was bike uh, m- maybe maybe texting people about that tonight. 
<laughs> no, I've, uh, I've, uh, I've also uh, been spending a lot of time with my internet bike race team and uh, doing stuff there, and it's going really well. And uh, very happy about it. So with I'm having a great off friend. season. Good. So, yeah, no, we're having a great off season. Let's talk about Union Omaha's off season. What? Um, well, well so, I thought we just wanted to talk about great off seasons. <laughs> Let's talk about off seasons that are occurring currently. Um, so we've already gotten the, the news on the five signings um, that were announced all at the same time. Uh, re-signings, not necessarily returning players, I think is something to be be very clear there. Uh, but we did get our first official returning player. Um, I believe it was phrased that way. With uh, Rashid Nuhu. Oh, we had uh, Wait, what oh, you, guy. <laughs> you know, maybe we should switch to video so we can use social cues to chop up the order that in which we're talking. But uh it still doesn't even work. Do we have social cues? <laughs> no. Fair enough. Uh I was gonna say with uh Lil Shido that you know there were some um rumors perhaps that he wasn't coming back and then he wasn't announced <laughs> and uh then he came back. I was surprised. Yeah I mean I think the interesting part is they brought both him and Kevin back. Um, I know we talked on the last pod about how much Kevin pushed Shido and how much better we thought that that made Shido and how much you could see his growth that way. Um, so I think it's interesting that they chose to bring both guys back. Now, one being a maybe a contract, um, you know, picking up an option versus a you know returning player or re-signing or anything like that, but um, – it's it's just, it's just interesting to me that both those guys are back. That I think it says a lot about those two and what they saw in them. Um, because as we all know, and we talked about last time, Sam was not brought back um, after season one, and that's when we brought Kevin in. So it's almost like they see enough there that they want both of those guys. Um, what do you yeah, guys I, think this about our goalkeeper coach? Uh, I, I think it it says that uh, Rashid still hasn't scored a goal. Uh, he got an assist, <laughs> but you know hasn't hasn't scored a goal yet. So uh, I think Daniel is probably really uh, really pushing for it. Yeah, um, I, you know, I, I know. I, say, I, I know. Uh, you know, I took my daughter not long before, actually, the night before Rashid uh, went back east um, for his short time and or before this, you know, the announcement and stuff. And um, I even asked him then, I was like, well, what, what are your plans? What do you want? And he said, if Omaha wants me back, I want to be here. So I, I think he likes it here. He knows, I mean, the one, the one position on the field where you don't see substitutions, you don't see a lot of rotation is going to be goalkeeper. And he knows that this is his chance to get regular playing time. And you're not always going to get that moving around. Um and being an international player, I think that that may impact some of his options as to where to go at the position he's at. So, I, I mean, I think a lot of things play in our favor, including the fact that Rashid wants to be in Omaha. Well, is he, uh, is he or is he not dating a local lady? 
I believe so. I don't. Luke would know better than me. I believe yeah. so as well. I, I believe so. Uh, I I will say that that does seem to be a solid trend um, for staying in for staying in Omaha. Um, I no, gotta I, gotta appreciate the uh, contributions of the community to the team. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's always it's always nice. Uh, I don't want to be tasteless, but it is nice to see the ladies of Omaha locking down some professional athletes. There you go. Well, I, I think uh, I think the one one issue we have is it, it worked too well uh, for Jake Krull. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is Jake that is Krull true. gets married. Get gets married, and then um, you know, first thing he does in his married life is uh, him and his wife up and move to a warmer climate uh, that doesn't have to shovel snow. I did basically the same thing when I got married. I I respect it. I mean, I I got married in North Dakota. So, yeah, it's. uh, it's not quite Syracuse to Denver. No, not not quite. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, no. Rashid coming back is huge, especially looking at what other goalkeepers are remaining in in the league. Um, Dallas J being announced for Monterey, which honestly playing for a good team in USL one versus a new team that doesn't seem to be making a huge wave pre pre play um, in championship uh, would have been a smarter move. If Greenville offered him um, a position to stay there, but I'm not sure Greenville did considering he was riding pine for, uh, most of the second half of the season. That I mean, you know I know they said. You know what they said? They said no hair. We don't care. <laughs> I think what what that announcement kind of. I mean, obviously we don't follow Greenville super closely. At least uh, not all of us on this podcast. Well, we should check in with our Greenville correspondent. But well, we'll check in with Riley after I say this. Um, <laughs> I guess I, w- I was shocked just because I know he had two decent first seasons uh, playing behind the best defense probably in the league, season one, close to the best in season two. But the fact that he had such a, a downturn this season, I know Monterey is a new club. They're looking to players in. But that just it was just a shock to see him go from – you know, winning Golden Glove, being the best, considered the best keeper in the league, to not seeing the field at all, and riding the bench since what June, May, June, something like that, and then ending up in the championship. It was just, it was shocking to me. China ended this man's career. That's what happened. Plain and simply, came back, tried to cut the hair, get the bad juju gone, didn't work. Are you spreading rumors about China interfering with third division U.S. soccer? <laughs> no, I'm saying that he let seven goals in against China and completely ruined his confidence. 
And that's well, your update from Greenville, South Carolina. And, you know, I do wonder, and the, okay, so like, I, you know, we all love to rag on uh, the coach in Greenville, but you do wonder if somebody with like a big personality like that, uh, if uh, talent evaluators around the league are more willing to dismiss decisions of a guy like that, right? And be like, well, you know, that, that was just him being him. Let's, uh, you know, let's, let's try this guy anyway. We think the talent still there. It didn't disappear. Could be. I mean, in some ways, you can't blame Harks for sticking with the guy that they ended with. Oh, yeah, with. that's his name. I had forgotten. Thank you for reminding yeah. me. You're welcome. I just wanted it's to It's easy to team. forget when you let three goals in in a championship. <laughs> no, I, I just, I mean, you got to go with the hot hand, right? Especially at a position like that. And they were playing better down the stretch. They, they, that was their big, you know, they were the hot team going into the end of the playoffs. So I, you can't really blame a coach for, for sticking with the hot hand, I guess. I, I mean, <coughs> I, I don't disagree. I think that there's probably some of that, but who else? And there also may have been the Dallas Jade may not have wanted to stay in Greenville for all we know. Um, you know, especially if he knew right. that there was a chance he to play higher. Out with the coach. <laughs> yeah, could be. I don't know. That's enough about Greenville's former goalkeeper, though. Do we want to keep talking about Greenville, though? Don't. Weren't we going to talk about their stadium? Yeah, I guess that that is breaking news uh, since that was announced at a city hall meeting or city council meeting today in some little town just outside of Greenville. Um, But still. (laughs) Riley, what town is it? Quick, you know. (laughs) Uh, Riley's staying muted because he does know, but um, (laughs) I, I think it's Maudlin. Wow, no. Luke knows I don't. I couldn't have said that. <laughs> I, I did like hey. how on our on the Parliament Discord, Kyle Reisman's like, "Hey, look, they're playing out in the suburbs now, the new stadium." <laughs> like, yes, but it's soccer specific, so I can't dog them too much. Well, they're estimating that it the only could thing be that matters a- is actually winning championship games. That's the new metric. That we're going with, and they still haven't won a championship game. <laughs> well, they haven't. The, the way I like to phrase it is, they haven't played a championship game in which they haven't lost since they did play an inter-squad scrimmage last year, which means one of their teams lost. Oh, okay, that's fair. That's really specific, but that's fair. <laughs> um, but the stadium design actually kind of reminds me of like a Dutch stadium. Like I've seen a lot of stadiums in the Dutch league that kind of look like that. Ben, could you elaborate? Oh, if we're talking Dutch League, there's only one piece of news that matters, which is Cole Bassett's loan to the Dutch League in Fine Yard. There's literally nothing else doing in that league. Let's move on. Okay. Um, so, you're right. Today wasn't um, the Dutch today wasn't the league. It, today was a cup game, so it's fine. Yeah, no, no. But I, I'm not sure we should ever celebrate anybody going to Fine Yard. That's honestly a good point. I can't lie. I'm not an IX fan, but that's a great point. That was your first mistake, not being an IX fan. Yeah. Uh, but to to the point, Greenville Stadium, um, they're slotting that 
saying it can be ready as early as 2023, leading me to believe it's modular. Uh, I didn't look too too far into it. Um, very castle-ish sort of thing. I think that's uh, apartment buildings in the the buzzword of or buzzwords of uh, soccer specific stadium development in a mixed use development. Um, mm. There. Oh, look at you. Hey, I, I'm learning these buzzwords. I bet it's yeah, no, that's a classic accessible. one. Um, I'm sure they'll extend <laughs> Greenville's trolley line, free trolley line uh, to the stadium. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure they're going to have a microbrewery uh, and, and possibly even, you know, a maker space or, or something of that nature to, to draw in. The, Nick the Gen Z. Oh my yeah. gosh, you're a regular numtot, Luke. <laughs> uh, but it, it that being true, um, if they can are able to pull that off, get the community support, I think that says a lot to the feasibility of Omaha moving forward. Um, similarly sized, uh, Greenville's looking at an 8,100 capacity stadium. Um, I think Omaha being a larger metro could and currently playing in 9,000 seat. If placed in the right area would make sense to go for a nine or 10,000 person seat um, stadium. Are the modular it, ones the ones where they're able to easily add more seating? Yeah. That, it's, basically, it, it's basically um, container build, uh, like Legos, Duplo, right. uh, yeah, that that sort of just kind of add it on as as you need. Uh, super quick to put up, um, not timeless, but it, it does hold up for a fair amount of time if you ever outgrow it or have a need to move or get a better better option for a permanent stadium somewhere. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess my thought is if you start at eight thousand and see the need to add two thousand more seats at some point, that's the type of thing you'd want—the ability to expand it quickly, you know. So, but that uh, Greenville announcing there puts them firmly uh, in the the trend of going to a dedicated soccer-specific stadium, um, expansion teams, Spokane. And a rumored expansion team, USL Portland, um, both have stadium plans that have gone before uh, city council um, and have refined further on theirs. Uh, Fuego is currently looking to privately fund, um, no, just by purchasing city property, but privately fund and build a soccer-specific stadium. Their first year they'll be doing at the UC Fresno. Um, I think, but with the intention of in the next year or two building a soccer specific stadium in in town. So right now, right now we're Omaha and North Colorado Hailstorm FC, uh, aka Dublin City, Northern Colorado FC. Um, uh, will be the only teams playing in baseball stadiums. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, one, your one of those by necessity. Now. The other one is purpose building, purposefully building a baseball stadium to play soccer in. Uh, uh, yeah, well, we, yeah. We won't talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so hopefully Omaha uh, moves forward and builds a stadium. Um, Gary, Peter, Marty, you listen to this. Uh, you, you got four of us here who'd really like to see it. Do it. Listen to me. Just listen to me. Just do it, please. <laughs> I mean, we we already uh, we already get enough crap from from Greenville for for many other things, but them having a, a soccer specific stadium before us that that's just gonna be that's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt so bad. Yeah, but we won a championship in our stadium. Against them, yeah. Against yeah. them, so I mean, it's you know. Hey guys, they won a championship in their stadium against them too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they also just, you know, we did beat them in the final, but not only did we beat them, we scored a shorthanded goal. <laughs> that we did. Uh, Speaking of goal scorers, do we want to talk about the uh, former house? What? Well, yeah, let's. Uh, I guess we can like really start doing this now that we had a, a full season. Uh, you know, uh, Buo Nation I- expansion. Um, uh, ben, you got to come up with a good buzzword. Uh, I like owls away. Owls away. Uh, yeah, all right. Initial workshop. We'll keep working on this. We'll keep working on this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I guess the the first news that dropped is Evan Conway going to San Diego Loyal. Um, that was a rumored transfer after the 2020 season. Um, I think I it was mentioned. In... Hmm? It, yeah, yeah. So I went and reread that athletic article from February of last year. How did we all find out that it was Evan? Uh, loose lips sink ships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. Uh, I couldn't remember loose lips lips and how we all knew it so quickly. <laughs> I, I I honestly can't remember. I just know it was loose lips sink ships. Uh, for, yeah, for no, it's, I forget who I was telling about this. Uh, but now I remember. But uh, I was like, oh yeah, it was common knowledge for like the whole season that. Like that was the player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we're not we're not dumb either. Like, you know, it's like I think isn't it written in a? I, I don't remember the exact phrasing. You just reread it, but it's, it's like it's not a certain offensive player. No, no, it's midfielder, and I think I think there was like some question if it was Toby or not, and then yeah, all, all of a sudden we all knew it was Evan Conway. <laughs> Evan was a midfielder technically at first last year. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Evan going to Loyal, uh, playing for Landon Donovan, who's clearly wanted him for a while. Great move. I mean, that's going to feel so cool, though. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I'm super hyped for him. I think it's going to be a great fit, and I think he's going to do some fantastic things there. Didn't Landon just uh, up his contract too, or extend his contract as the coach? Yep, I, I think yeah. he extended it for two years. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's cool. I mean, one, one of the best known men's national team players in the last, what, two decades, um, you know, a goal scorer, another guy that scored important goals for club and country. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's good for Evan to, to play for a guy like that. I think you just undersold who Landon Donovan is. And I'm like a little bit offended, but go on. How did I understand? I mean, today is not a day goal. to talk about uh, scoring goals against Algeria because it seemed easy. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think Landon Donovan was the most important American soccer player of like the previous hundred years. I don't think it's the last few decades. I only count the last few decades because that's about when the U.S. men's national team has been relevant. So... If we it was relevant in the 90s, 90s, then we just couldn't afford to go to the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> sure we could. We just had to wear denim jerseys to get there. No, no, no. Um, 1930s. Oh, 1930s. 1930s we, we were relevant, but we couldn't afford to, to send to the World Cup because of the Depression. Well, there you go. And then yeah. the sport. What do, guys, what do you guys make of uh, San Diego Loyal signing um, – College teammate of Evan Conway, Nick Moon. Well, Nick was a uh, was he at Louisville last year? Uh, Indy, Indy. Okay, uh, aren't there eleven I, of those? I think, uh, <laughs> well, played, he doesn't Alex. always unmute when he does. Well, that was it's a, a I mean, that was joke <laughs> of high quality. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think it's a definite style trying to bring guys on to the same or onto the loyal with some chemistry already there. So it's half the battle's already done. Um, I mean, you don't want to bring in a what could be a huge signing and there's no chemistry, there's no yeah. nobody for him to, to go in knowing. And yeah. ends up being a dud because of that. Well, and Nick wasn't Nick Moon was he was with Lansing in the first USL one season, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and he was probably considered one of the better players in the league that season too. Um, I yeah, remember one of. Good. No, no, you go. I was just. I remember listening to League One Fun. Listen to Ira, friend of the pod, Ira Jersey. Um, I remember that, those guys talking about him because he played. He's a defender, right? And he it was kind of like Dami, like a defender scoring goals. Like he kind of led their team for a while there. Uh, but no, it's it's I, good. I mean, I think it's good that he has somebody he knows really well, somebody he's played with in the past that's there. Um, you know, I mean, I, chemistry can go a long way, and just to help him feel settled in San Diego, just having you know some a familiar face to get to know the city with and stuff like that too. Speaking of familiar faces for Evan Conway, um, he's going to be seeing a familiar face four times this season, I believe, in yeah. Greg Hurst, who's going to Phoenix Rising. Hey! Did, did Greg Hurst not go to the most perfect team for his song that we sang for him? I, I mean, okay. if they don't use that, I, I'm going to be real disappointed. The Phoenix Rising uh, have flames in their logo. <laughs> They do not sing Greg Hurst on fire. It'll be a travesty. I mean, the only team that would have been better would have been him going to Fuego. Yeah, but that would have been Chicago. Yeah, it would have been a lateral. Chicago, Chicago Fire. 
Boo. The Chicago Fire also. Yeah. Um, except I'm sure Chicago Fire is probably going to do a rebrand halfway through the season or something. And say, it, Chicago it, still has an MLS team. Yeah, they just signed a Colon player. Yeah, they're playing. They're in, uh, they're so playing SKC. Colon has a soccer team. Again, a mute again. <laughs> uh, well, Greg. Uh, uh, honestly, for an international roster slot, going to arguably the biggest name in USL for a team, um, a team that has... I think you can make a very strong argument that they are the most known brand in USL, period. I, yeah. I think that's... Yeah, it, definite possibility there. Um, rowdies, maybe. I think. I uh, think the, the reason. Longevity. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And then they've done a good job of reviving an, an ASL brand. But Phoenix has celebrity ownership, Dollar Beer Night, that article called "Among the Chugs," which is the greatest titled article of all time, <laughs> and like, you know, it, oh yeah, and they're competitive every year. And right. even they had a little notoriety from uh, that incident a few years ago. Didn't hey? Didn't I know Luke doesn't like this player very well, but didn't Drogba play for them too? Yeah, he did. Yeah, but I mean that. Yeah. Granted, it was Drogba. You know, closer to forty than he was thirty, but uh, that's he's still, still play, player yeah, owner, and apparently he still shows up for a couple games a year. Like, it, yeah. that's I'm still really funny. League that didn't have a lot of notoriety for a player of his caliber or name brand to go play for them. I think that also got so many eyes on the championship and on USL and went, oh, maybe this is a viable league for someone to go play in, even though they, you know, he was on that and tail end of his career and it was more of a they needed probably some guys on the team type thing. But yeah, I think it, it, I didn't know about much about USL until that happened. You know, because we were still away from our team being announced. And, I mean, it, it made a big deal. It was a big deal for the league structure, the hi- the headquarters in general. And, uh, you know, don't forget that Pete Wentz and Diplo are also co-owners. Do they play a lot of Fallout Boy? That'd be awesome. Uh, I, I think it's very fitting, though, uh, not just because of the quality of the team, um, Again, arguably one of the best teams in USL year after year after year. Um, if there was a actual realistic world mirroring soccer structure, they'd be a top flight team. Um, they they just built their second soccer specific stadium uh, because they outgrew their first. But Greg going to Arizona makes sense. There's lots of golf in Arizona mm-hmm. and a Scotsman going there. Like, you, you know, he he's probably going to be late to practice every day because he's going to try and get in full 18. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, he's a top pro. Top pro. We can talk really good about him now because he has signed somewhere else. 
top pro. I don't think that guy would be late to practice. And uh, I think, uh, do you think they scouted him when he played against them? I, I would imagine. Uh, I mean, it's hard to miss what he was doing this season, I think. That is also true. Ha- having talked to Greg, he, he got a number of offers. And when <laughs> Phoenix called up, it wasn't a question of weighing it against other offers. It was, yes. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, he said as much on Twitter, too, right? Like, I think. I, I, yeah, I, I think it's a no-brainer as well. Well, wasn't that the interview or the quote that they um, they put on their Instagram when they announced him? Um, he said something to the effect of, when Phoenix comes <laughs> calling, you don't say no type thing. Like, it, I, I think, you know, I think he, he's, he knows where he's going. Um, he knows that they're, they're a well-supported club, which I think he sees – the, he saw the benefit of something like that here in Omaha. He's told me, uh, he's told a lot of the supporters how much it meant to him before he even got here, you know, how much support he got before he even got here and then how that continued through the season, no matter what. And I think he sees, he can see that he's going to a club that's well supported, well uh, known. Yeah, he's have a good time. yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's everything he's looking for and, he, he wants to win more championships. He wants to prove himself at a higher level. I think it's a perfect opportunity for him to do that. In fact, isn't one of their preseason games, Luke, against Sporting? Yeah, uh, they play Sporting. Um, I know they had a scrimmage against the U.S. men's national team when, like, a week and a half ago, I think. Um, they, they're in that whole... Uh, I think they're... Are they in Tucson's preseason mix? Uh, I don't uh, think so. But, I mean, Arizona's where a lot of MLS sides go down, so he's going to get some good playing time against some top sides, um, some you know, top international um, designated players, etc. Yeah. So I, I think he's, he's definitely got a, a great chance to, to shine there. I, I, and but, I've told him this privately too, but I wish him nothing but the best. I, he's oh my got, gosh, how can you do anything but? Yeah, I mean, he, I told him from my personally, and I know there's a lot of fans in Omaha. He's got fans for life just in one season here. Um, just the way he embraced Omaha, the way he played for us. I, so many people are going. I mean, there's even people in our uh, Parliament Discord that are like man, got to watch a lot more championship this year because of where guys are going. And it's like, yeah, I mean, that's that's the fun part about our team. It sucks we're losing guys like this, but on the flip side, we can still follow their careers because of where they're going. And because of the deal that the league has with ESPN. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the third member of the greatest carpool in USL. Well, uh, talking about memorable U.S. men's national team players. This, uh, two of our, two of our <laughs> for, former players are going to, uh, to sides owned and or coached and or sporting directed. Yeah. Um, though no longer is, uh, one of them a, a player for that team after some absolutely miserable showings. But, I think what you could say is some Dallas J esque performances. Dallas J versus China esque performances in the <laughs> exactly. USA. Exactly. 
Dallas Chase slander. Hey, it's not slander. Riley, he's not on Greenville anymore. You don't have to defend him. Uh, no, I was excited. I was I was okay with it. <laughs> uh, Just like any good Greenville fan, he's ready to be done with Dallas J. <laughs> like any good uh, Omaha fan, I'm still mad uh, that Dallas J stole the Golden Glove or Goalkeeper of the Year award from Shido in 2020. Yeah, that's also fair. Uh, but Cheeto has always benefited. Never been able to really stretch his wings because of a fantastic defense. But back to yeah, clearly Tim Howard in Memphis. Yeah. Uh, Tim Howard's Memphis. Uh, <laughs> Devin Boyce. Uh, which. Uh, he's here, Devin, he's, he's in Memphis now. Devin boys. <laughs> Devin was the surprise standout of 2020. Like uh, signed signed like a week before our first game. Had trialed with I don't know how many USLC sides, riding around country in a beat up minivan, like <laughs> stuff stuff of legend. Two by the river. Three. Uh, championship game. Um, yeah, I know I've told this story before, but the, Devin, the surprise of everybody, because I remember that first start, how many people were like, besides you know, like Ben, who knew players, but for the start, we were like, that was Devin Boyce, and how did I he was start? I was surprised that he started because I is like the only guy I didn't. It was crazy though. Like we were just like, "What?" And then he never was off the field after that. So well, and 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 we were so stacked at midfield on paper. Like that's the other thing. And like, sure, you know, you you lose a guy like uh, you know, like we lost in the preseason. Um, you know, just another next Lansing player, not to be named. Um, but you know, like you lose a guy like that, and you think, "Oh, we're in trouble," but like. No, Devin did just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Devin. 43 games, five goals, 10 assists. Four and eight of those coming this year. Goal of the year this year, too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Devin was the first case of beer I bought for a player after they scored that was not Corona. Um, (laughs) Hey, hey. This team's a family, okay? And Corona is here <laughs> of groups of people that become family. We we, we don't have a uh, we don't have uh, Dominic Toretto signed uh, to to the team yet. So Luke, you're gonna be not a, family. a lot of beer this year. All right. Which player? Which player would be most like Dominic Toretto on our team? Uh, like Watson. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have six guys on our team right now. Yeah, definitely last year. JP, I, I don't know. JP. I feel like JP. Connor. I, I feel like it's it's Connor Doyle. No, it's definitely. JP. I, I don't know. It's got it's got to be older. Connor Doyle has a lot of hair yeah. for the role, but it, it's, it's, it's either Connor Doyle or uh, Kevin. No, like, listen. I honestly think I'm, if you asked, they would say JP. Like I'm not lying to you. I I think that's the answer. 
All right, players I, listening, any players on the team, past, present, future, listening to the pod, hit us up and let us know. Greg, since you listen to the pod, let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg, who is the comic man? You know it's JP. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I it's Greg. Connor has a little number one deal. reason. Number one reason is not JP. He drives a Mercedes. Yeah, there we go. All right, so final question. Is Paul Walker, a.k.a. Brian Connor, Brian Connor, is that Evan or Devin? Evan. I, I'm going to have to go Evan. I, I'm going Evan as well. Yeah, straight I, I, lace. I think so. I think so, Evan straight as lace well. Straight lace bad boy. Yeah. 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 Devin, Devin has a little too much chaotic energy. Sorry. Um, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that... Uh... I I or I'm trying to think of who Devin Devin where Devin fits in in the Fast and the Furious of Union Omaha. The guy the guy Ty- from movie one and six. Tyrese. <laughs> no, he's Tyrese. Tyrese. Oh yeah, absolutely, he's Tyrese. No, absolutely, he's Tyrese. A hundred percent correct. Uh, yeah. That, All right. Yeah. Uh, fans, please tweet at us other uh, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, lineups with get to making yeah. some union, union Omaha Omaha fast and furious memes like just start yeah, blasting absolutely. them on twitter with no context please yeah <laughs> uh, tim well, we're looking at you back, back, back to definite memphis memphis being a relatively new side um devin has a strong chance of really making an impact there getting them ooh, ooh. on track i, I got I, I really want to talk about uh, question I asked on the thing, and and I think I I think that we can. Well, what I want to know, guys, is who landed in a better situation. And I think you're about to start that kind of conversation, but say what you're going to say, Luke. Greg, all right, man. Uh, for people who landed in a better situation, but a Devin getting into a new club or newer club uh, that still is trying to find its feet. Um, same thing with Evan, uh, loyal, still trying to, trying to find it's playing. Like they've made a great statement off the field. Um, they've made a good statement on the field. However, they're still not at the competitive level and the expectation to be competitive every year that a team like, uh, Phoenix is. And great. I do think loyal has made the playoffs. Or would have made the playoffs if they didn't walk off the field last year. Correct. Or two years uh, ago and made the playoffs last year. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean they they definitely have have the ability to get there. And I think uh under Landon they they will, uh provided uh the league, the players union and everything can get some Get some folks in check so teams aren't having to walk off. <laughs> yep. I, uh. I mean, I think that I think all three of these guys ended in almost perfect positions for them in some way. Like, I Evan's, oh, Devin, added, well, Devin's I, I playing like, in a baseball stadium too. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. That was a good meme. <laughs> um, 
So, I mean, here's the thing. I think Evan's attitude and the way he carries himself, uh, Southern California, even though he's from Wisconsin, it almost fits him. Just his kind of – the way he is, you know, he's just – especially off the field, the way we interact with Evan, you just kind of like he, – he seems to fit that area of the country. Um, he played, I mean, he played his USL celebration is chopping a salad. I didn't understand it, either of you. Evan's <laughs> uh, uh, celebration – is chopping a salad. If, <laughs> if there's anything more Southern California than that. Uh. Fair. Uh, he played uh, League Two in California in Vin- at Ventura County Fusion. Yeah. I mean, they, I, mean I just, it, it, yeah, it just seems to fit him the most. I, I think that fit in pretty, Devin's going to be that player that wherever he goes, if they give him a chance, two things are going to happen. One, he needs a coach that um, can put up with his fiery attitude no matter what because that guy is 110, 120% no matter what if it's practice or a game. So you're going to have to put up with his competitive nature. But can, and you can harness that, as we saw, you can get a lot out of Devin. And so I think that if that can happen at Memphis, it's a good fit for him. Um but I think that I agree with Luke. I think the reason Greg landed in the best spot is because you got a, a guy that for the USL League One is kind of a name guy that landed with a name team in USL, um, and it it sets up really well for him. Just the, the structure of their team that they don't need to put a lot around him. He's kind of just another piece to that puzzle. Where you know Evan may be required to be that guy and even though he scored a lot of goals for us when he was just the guy it wasn't always great for him Devin if he has to go in and kind of be the guy it may not be time for him to be at that point yet I think Greg's ready to be the guy I've been doing a bunch of research on this for the last few days first of all you guys are 100% correct Greg by far has the best landing spot of any of these guys for a few reasons. One, Phoenix is obviously class program of USL championship. It's good for him. Two, the other players that the team has signed, right now there's basically two strikers on the roster. Former MLS, like number one overall draft pick, Darren Maddox and Greg. And so you're telling me right now, Greg and Darren Maddox are going to be playing up top together. I'm telling you, Greg is going to be very successful. And he scored more goals than anybody on their team did last year. So did Evan Conway. Here's why things are less good for Evan Conway. They signed some forward who used to play for Arsenal, uh, like three days after they signed Evan Conway. And so I think Evan, Evan may have steep comp, uh, stiff competition and Loyal is bringing back a ton of folks on their roster. Not that many of them were able to score, but Corey Herzog, who's a consistent scorer in USL championship and was coached by Jay Mims in college, uh, is still at San Diego Loyal as well. So Evan's going to have to work a lot harder to get on the field than I think Greg will. And then Devin, my concern with Devin is, what position does Devin play? It's an open question. Uh, a ca- I'm a done monologuing. <laughs> He's like a chaos 10. Yeah. And so I think, I, I worry that without a set position. Now, obviously he played his way onto the field without a set position for us. And I was looking here, he 43 starts 
uh, for Omaha, 18 at right mid, 10 at central mid, 7 at central forward, and 3 at left mid. So, and he scored goals and had assists in all of those positions. Um, <laughs> so he can play all over, but, you know, I, I don't know. Like, it, it doesn't mean, I think one of the reasons that he struggled a little bit, to, uh, this is way too speculative. Potentially one of the reasons he struggled to get signed before he got to us was he was playing all over the field. I, I remember talking to him and he played left back for um, whatever the Brazil is. What's the Houston Dynamo uh, RGB? Yeah. Rio Grande Valley. Yeah. 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 So, you know, he played left back for them. So I, I wonder if the lack of his lack of a true position is going to hurt him. And there's a bunch of right wingers on Memphis, including my last little bit of information. We can resume the pod. Uh, but they have uh, Ra- a Raul Gonzalez, uh, Phil Goodrum, who was on Atlanta 2 um, and was drafted in MLS. Uh, they just signed Aaron Malloy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can all cough and say mean things now. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. So I, I, I just worry... I don't know. I, I think Greg's in the best position because I think he's got the clearest shot to start every game and make a huge impact. Yeah. I, I mean, I just go back to, I think De- if there's there's some of that with Devin, like if you have five positions, you even have one, but that also means that he could see the field is, you know, I mean, they may start him out in center mid, but then have an injury and he needs to play. You know, it's just like what happened with they, us. Yeah, they, they run out of strikers and he's better than, you know, the guys who are left. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad landing spot for him. I just, my first thought when it happened was, I, I wonder with, with Devin's, with Devin's fiery attitude, and that's not always a negative thing, but he is a fiery guy. We've, we talked to enough people even about uh, what happened in the semifinal about, you know, some of the stuff that with that guy that got the yellow and all that, that carried over from their, their last time we played them. Um, you know, Devin's definitely the bulldog that kind of comes in ready for that fight. And if you don't have yeah. the right guy that can let that chaos be bottled a little bit and unleashed a little bit, but also not, all the constant, it, it can also be really detrimental to a player. And so that's the biggest thing I worry about for Devin. I, I think he's a fantastic I, player. I think he's super talented. I just worry that it, you got to have the right fit on that side of things. Right. And, you know, I, I think we used to joke that, like, you could literally take any fan in a Union Omaha jersey off the out of the stands, have them knocked over, and Devin would be there ready to fight the guy that knocked them over. Um, yeah. But so I, I do think like I'm not trying to be negative. I think these guys will succeed. But we, we also have never watched any of our players move up a level like this. And so I think it'll be really interesting. Um, but then again, former League One players were re- on both sides of the championship game, USL championship last year. And, you know, these guys are all league players. And I think there's really a chance to see, you know, I, I think there's a good track record of all league players from our league being successful in league one or a sorry championship. Yeah. I, I, I will say 
say one thing um, about Evan at Loyal with another striker signing. I think Evan oh. may be a benefit for him, considering how how much better he produced at Union Omaha once Greg was here. Mm-hmm. Huge. I totally agree with you. And I, that may have been a big reason for him being brought in, especially um, this season at Loyal. Yeah. And, and I think we can hope, like a lot of these, again, a lot of these guys played like uh, – Oh, like one, three, two, four, or, you know, four, two, three, one formations and stuff like that. Uh, and I certainly hope for both Greg and Evan that they're in a four, or, you know, in a two forwards up top situation because both of those guys clearly thrived in that situation. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. too, Greg, Greg pointed out a lot to us, um, you know, when we talked to him, when we interviewed, when we had him, Connor and Dalton on about how, you know, when he came in with Evan, it was kind of, you know, oh, they signed another striker. And they kind of had that conversation of there's one of two things that can happen here. We can be super competitive and hate each other or we can get along. And they made it work. And I think Evan having that experience, just like to piggyback off what you're saying, is that Evan having that experience of already having to build a relationship with, you know, with somebody that's known as a well-known striker and having to have that partnership, he sees the benefit of getting along with that person. So that may help him in the long run there and that may help him see the field because if the two strikers have better chemistry the two of them may be able to to play well together like you're getting at Luke uh Phoenix played a 4-3-3 with uh Santi Moore and Asante Samuel uh alongside Darren Maddox final final game of the season but I think I think you're I think you're a hundred percent Great point. Uh, I, I'm interested to see where the rest of our, our 2021 team ends up, how many come back, um, how many move on uh, domestically, internationally. But yeah. I, I think we we kind of stretched this to its limit. I, I, I hate to say it. That's, no, no, we've beaten it into the ground, my friend. Well, we, hey, so we have, Even I don't have anything else to say about this. <laughs> I, I have a quick question though so and this just, this came up because i've had people that i know in, throughout omaha some ao members stuff like that they've reached out and with concern that we're losing all these guys and i think so many of us are used to following even mls teams but you know european teams and stuff where guys stick around they have long contracts they're there for four or five seasons maybe longer depending on that and the only thing I, I, I talked to Hunter about this too on text and he actually used my, the same analogy I'd use with somebody else without knowing it, but I think it helps in Nebraska is it's, it's kind of think of it like college sports that you have guys sometimes that sign deals with your team and they stay for four or five seasons with the college team and then they go off. Or you have some guys that transfer in and they are only there for a season or two or they sign as freshmen and leave after a couple of seasons. That's kind of where we're at as a league and where we're at as a team is we're going to have guys that come and they may stay for three, four seasons, but we're also going to have guys that only sign for one blow up and higher teams see them and take a chance on them. And that's, that's it, it helps me with that mindset of not being so disappointed of losing guys 
when you know that that's kind of the structure we're at at this point. Yeah, well said. We're a development league, right? And Jay's a development coach. Uh, I mean, development, yes, but we're also winning. Um, I mean, you can have <laughs> development sides like MLS Next where there's no point in playing games, or you can have development sides like AFC Ajax where you're competitive in the Champions League. Well, and that's the way – I mean, yeah, I know we get made fun of for being an Ajax pod, Luke, but that that's Hopefully the not. way – but that's the way I see it. You know, it, it is. It's If you are developing – you know, played for Chattanooga – wasn't having a great time. Wasn't you know he was he was struggling with stuff. He comes here, has a great season, scores a bunch of goals, you know does does really well, scores a hat trick, all that stuff. And look at the recognition he gets. And even with MLS two sides, you don't see you know some of the teams do. You know I think Sporting Kansas City is a good example of a team that uses their academy well. FC Dallas is, but you see a lot of these teams that have these two sides, and those guys never go anywhere. You know, and they're just playing there, and they, they may be having a great season, but there's so many guys that's stacked above them in that same position. There's no way for them to move up, and we we can develop guys, and it's a good name for us. Somebody else said on our Discord about how, on the Parliament Discord, about how awesome it is because if other if younger players see these guys get developed and get big contracts or go off to bigger teams and you know higher leagues, that makes Omaha a more attractive option. Knowing that we win, we compete for championships, and we can get possibly springboard you to go to USL championship or maybe MLS someday. And I think that's a huge thing. Good, good championship teams. Yeah, yeah, really good championship teams. So, I mean, it's just – it's hard because so many of us are ingrained to be like, this is our team and we love this team and th- this group of guys that – we're going to love the next group of guys too. And that this is the fun part of what this team wants to what be. If we, but what if we don't, Ryan? <laughs> uh, all right. If we don't, right. I will totally, go to Crow. Before we have the last question, I'm going to give you some wisdom my grandmother gave to me in high school. Be like Jesus, love him and leave him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is that is amazing. <laughs> I think it works well for and us. And on yeah. that note, on that wonderful word of wisdom from my grandmother, who's what 97 now? Uh got one one last question for everybody. Who gives a hoot? We, we do. do. We do. <laughs>